Welcome back to So Wait Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Hey. Hi. We're here for a very special episode. Yep. This is going to be a shorter one because we are just reviewing one single movie, and we don't even have that much to say about it in terms of setup (laughs) because it's Morbius. (laughs) I don't really want to talk much about Morbius. I want to see Morbius, and I want to see how bad it is. But, like, I mean, nobody was excited about this. We weren't excited about it. We watched all the comic book movies. We didn't see this one in theaters. We waited until right now because now it's too, like, two or three dollars to rent. Yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about the history of Morbius. So, if you want to rewind to, like, end of 2019, this is pre-pandemic, and this is, like, when we were going to the movie theaters, like, one or two times a week. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. God, that was a lot of money to spend at the movie theater post-movie past not existing. Yeah. Um, but during that time, there was a trailer that played over and over again in every single movie that we saw. And that was... The Way Back? The Way Back. Okay, I was was like, is that the right name? Yeah. Which was the shitty-looking Ben Affleck movie. I think it got good reviews, though. The (laughs) shitty-looking Ben Affleck movie about him being an alcoholic basketball coach. Also the only movie that ever got shot down, because pre-podcast, I tried to make this a pairing. I paired The Way Back with The Way Way Back, and it's the only time a movie pairing has been denied. That's false. Um, We also denied you, Air Bud. Ah, you know what? That's true. Wasn't that my second pick, too? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) In one week, I get two denied. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you with The Way Back, I mean, you literally dislike. Absolutely not. And it's just like, we would see this trailer all the time. It looked god-awful. Like, it looked, it's something that I would rather pull my fingernails out instead of watching that goddamn trailer one more time. Yeah. Well, fast forward to 2021, 2022. Morbius is a new fucking the way back. We could not avoid this trailer if it would have saved our lives. I swear they started running that trailer a year before they released it. Well, no. So here's the problem. I think that this was supposed to come out in like 2020 and it got delayed. I don't know. I don't know if they had already started putting out trailers a little bit and then they pulled them and then started running them again, which is kind of what they did with Black Widow. If you remember, like. Yeah, they started running Black Widow trailers, and they're they're like, mm, we're actually going to put this back like a year or two. Right. Then they like re-release those trailers later. Right. I think that happened with Morbius because I'm pretty sure this movie was supposed to come out in like 2020 or something like that, and it didn't come out until this year. Right, and I you're probably right about that. But even after the decision of the new release date was made, I yeah. swear they were running trailers nonstop for yeah. a year. Yeah, definitely. It was like on TV. We had like. On like Amazon, uh, like the Fire Stick homepage. It was across like the banners across that. But it's like every movie we'd go see and like, granted, no, we don't go to the theater as often as we used to. But like, I mean, we started, we picked back up in 2021 of going back to the movie theater. And every time that I had to go sit in a theater and hear that damn line of Jared Leto going, I'm Venom. (laughs) Just kidding. That's Michael Morbius. No, like I cannot... I can't hear that phrase one more time. Yeah, that was a really bad one. It's honestly, this movie and the trailers reference a lot of other comic things. And I don't know if the movie itself is going to do that, but it didn't seem like that was the only case where they're like, they're definitely trying, even though this is like a Sony release, this one's Sony, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So even though it's a Sony release, 
it's clearly trying to be like, no, 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 we're like kind of contractually part of MCU now because right. they're, they're making like that type of joke with Venom. That's also Sony, but like they're definitely trying to like, I don't know, tie themselves into the broader MCU and not just have a Morbius movie. Yeah, and then it has like that damn line that's like, I found a cure, but now I have a taste for blood, human blood. <laughs> like, no, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, how this is going to play out. Yeah, so there was one thing I definitely was not going to do, and that was going to be us pay 30 bucks to go see this in theaters. Yeah, and the reviews were really bad, and so that like really pushed me off of it, because I was going to be really angry if it was the situation where like we make fun of movies like this sometimes, and then it's like, I don't know, it has a 95 on Rotten or something, and then we're like, well, I guess we have to see it. No, this, is, this was not the case. This was as bad as it appeared to be, and then the box office showed the same thing. Because the audience score, I don't think, was much higher than the critic score on this movie. Mm-hmm. And it made, I mean, it only made like 30-something million dollars, I think, total. I don't think that was opening weekend. I think that was like, because in comparison, I think Venom made like over $100 million. Like, it did pretty well. I think this flopped. And then what really made me want to watch the movie. So, like, when I, when I just thought it was a flopping movie, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't that excited to see it. What made me excited to see it was when... The internet storm of memes, Morbius memes, like Morbin time (laughs) and all those types of things. When that happened and it drove Sony to re-release this movie after it had already flopped. Yeah. That was like the moment where I wanted to watch this movie. Yeah. So I just looked it up. The original release earned $163 million worldwide, $74 million domestic on a $75 million budget. (sighs) So it lost a little bit of money domestically. Um, and then it returned to theaters with the lowest per theater average in the top 20. Morbius is a rare movie that essentially bombed twice at the domestic box office. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so at, what I had seen was 30 million. Maybe that was opening weekend then. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also a little bit older that I was looking at. But related to the biggest flop ever, uh, back when it re-released, Sony put it in like a thousand something theaters again for a second time. Which is only like a third of what they originally put it in. Right. But, you know, like they put it back into theaters because they're like, oh, my God, we're we're trending. Morbius is trending. <laughs> right. But it was just from jokes. Right. Not because people were like, wow, I loved Morbius. <laughs> I actually watched it now and I loved it. No, that's not the reason. <laughs> but it was so funny because I found an article from when that happened. And it said that they made <laughs> when they put it back into theaters, they made three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so. I think they immediately took it out after that. Yeah. So three hundred thousand dollars. I looked up the number of theaters they put it into. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, this is just an average. Mm-hmm. Because it's an average, it's entirely feasible that a lot of these theaters could have had literally zero dollars in sales. Right. And that only some of them had sales. Mm-hmm. But if you just take an average across all those theaters, Morbius made. $289 per theater <laughs> on its re-release. <laughs> when you consider that movie tickets are now like $15, like that is not many people going to see Morbius. And, and again, you can consider that in a lot of those theaters, probably zero people went and saw Morbius. Right. And maybe like one, one of those thousand or whatever is in new york and like a couple hundred people saw it there or something like that so it's entirely feasible that in the majority of places they went to nobody bought a ticket right which is just absolutely hilarious 
Uh, never heard of anything like that happening to a movie before. Uh, I mean, they bomb all the time. I've never seen someone bomb, then think they're getting popular, and bomb again. That, that That's just like, that's bizarre. So anyway, on to Morbius. I guess we should give a recap uh, for people who aren't familiar with the trailers or anything, <laughs> what Morbius is, because we're just talking about Morbius. So Morbius is essentially Sony's attempt to broaden the Venom like Spider-Man slash like that type of universe because, you know, they have their own rights to some Spider-Man stuff and they used Venom as their biggest way to get into that. Of course, MCU now has like more of the lead way with Spider-Man. Uh, so Morbius was their attempt to expand that universe. And the synopsis of Morbius, for those of you who did not see it, Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside him is unleashed. Will good override evil or will Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? A blood. Human blood. Yeah. Uh, so he essentially becomes like a vampire of sorts. I mean, he also looks really stupid because in the trailers they show what he looks like when he transforms and it's it's not cool. I mean, it's like 90s level, yeah. like cosmetic. I don't know if it's, it has to be CGI, right? At this point, it's probably yeah. not even like physical makeup. Right. I don't know. I mean, it looks, it looks absolutely terrible. Were we able to find any drinking rules for this movie though? I was. So on partypingo.com, um, they have a few rules that I think will work. So when anybody says Michael... When you see bats, someone dies, there's a slow motion, Michael's pupils change, and chug your drink when it's Morbin time. <laughs> Morbin time. <laughs> Was that in there? Yeah, that's what it said. See, because I don't think that Morbin time, that, that, that's never said. Yeah, I don't think it's ever said. I think it should be a pure feeling. Yeah, so, okay, that makes sense. So, I think that the rule should then be any time that we want to shout out. It's Morbin time. Yeah. Because we feel like he should be saying it or mm -hmm. that someone should be saying it. If it's time for a catchphrase. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay, that works. Okay. Did you want to make any shots in the dark? This whole movie's a shot in the dark. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't. All right. <laughs> oh. If he makes a reference to Dracula. To Dracula? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a famous vampire. Yeah, I guess so. Um, like, I can imagine him being like, legend has it that the way Dracula became the way he was is because he also had this disease or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. I think Dracula <laughs> might be a character in the MCU. I can't oh. remember. Like, you know, they have all sorts of stuff, like gods and like mythological people mm -hmm. that oh. become, you know, part mm -hmm. of the MCU. Rumor has it, it's going to be in Blade. That Dracula's going to be in Blade? Yeah, Homelander's supposed to be playing him right now. Oh, right, all right. Yeah, uh, or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, so my shot in the dark then is going to be if there is a cameo from the broader MCU. Because I do think they're trying to like yeah. tie this in. And yeah. if there's something that, that ties to the MCU. I don't know if they have the rights exactly to do that, but it seemed like that was part of their... You remember like the mm -hmm. summer where... The, Sony was like, you can't have Spider-Man anymore. And then yeah. Disney was like, we'll give you like a bajillion dollars and you can like have access to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can use some of our stuff. Uh, that was their um, 
their right. solution to that situation. So I don't know if they can mention it, but I, I'm going to say if there's some cameo right. or something like that. Right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. All right. It's I guess it's morbid, morbid time. time. <laughs> and we're back from Morbin with Morbius. <laughs> I got morbed. <laughs> I got morbed sideways and backwards. <laughs> this is a bad movie. It's a really yeah. bad movie. Uh, this is this movie was just abysmal in every way. Uh, honestly, from every aspect, the graphics are not good for a movie that spent what did you say seventy five million dollars? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, it has to be better than this. This is like worse than Underworld back in like two thousand three or whatever year that was. Right. Like, that was vampires, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I think those vampires look scarier than, than Morbius. Yeah. Also, I mean, it starts off just like a hot mess. It starts off of him getting out of the helicopter and going into a bat jungle or something. I don't know what those are. Like, you saw well, this. it's like, like a cave. That, right. But he's in a jungle-type area. Right. But, like, you saw that scene in every trailer, mm-hmm. in every minute of your life that they played that trailer because it didn't stop. Mm-hmm. That was the opening scene, no dialogue whatsoever, and then the movie starts. Like, there's no context. At, like, I think what they were trying to say, because, like, he ultimately is, like, using, like, bat venom to or create... bat DNA. Whatever. To create the cure for his polio-like illness. Yeah, but the opening scene doesn't make sense, because it's current-ish time... Then they flash back to when he's a child. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to current-ish time, which I guess is after the opening scene. Because yeah. everything, he already has the bat DNA in right. when, when the movie continues. So it's, it's I've never seen a setup like that. Right. Like, if you're going to go back, normally it's because you're going to then skip, you know, through time up to the point that that first scene happens. Right. Right. So usually you start at the first scene. It's maybe mysterious. You don't know what's happening. Then you go back to childhood, show how he got the illness mm-hmm. or whatever his illness is. Skip time a little bit so you don't have to watch from childhood up to adulthood. Then you something leads up to him learning why he needs to go to that cave or why right. he needs to blah, 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 blah. That never happens. Right. So it's present day. Then you go back to childhood. Then you go back to present day. And continue the story without ever explaining what the bats are, how they're special, why he's using them, what he's doing there, why he's in that place. Like, mm-hmm. he sets up the cave with some, like, magic-looking thing, like, that they never explain. Right. I don't know if that's technology or magic, because magic is never referenced in this, minus him, mm-hmm. like, having weird powers from bat DNA. But, like, he, the machine he uses almost looks like an alien artifact. Like, right. It's like a arc type thing and Mm -hmm. like the Ark of the Covenant type thing. And then you like put your hand on it and this thing comes out and it shoots. Right. There's no explanation. Like, is he a, not only a doctor, but also like a technical genius, like who can build things like. Right. But that doesn't even look like normal technology. It looks like the way you would present an alien artifact. Right. Yeah. There was absolutely no information in there. No, and then all that happens is that it creates like a barrier of sorts, mm-hmm. like a force field looking thing, and then bats fly through. I don't I don't know. They don't even show how they capture the bats. Right. Because all you learn from that first scene 
is that he now has all of those bats mm-hmm. inside a hospital <laughs> in like a glass tube. Mm-hmm. Like literally this hospital, I don't understand. This is one of the things that boggled my mind the most about the whole movie. This is a research hospital. So imagine like St. Jude, mm-hmm. right? St. Jude is doing this type of research all the time, not with bat blood, but mm-hmm. like they're doing research all the time, how to cure blood illnesses mm-hmm. and uh, sickle cell and cancer mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, lymphoma, blah, 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 blah. That is essentially the setting of this. He's in a research hospital, but the patient rooms are like connected with almost not even a door to right. his laboratory. Right. And his laboratory is like a Bruce Wayne bat cave style laboratory. Right. It's not like where the St. Jude Medical Research Lab where you just have like test tubes and in the lab that your own the only light allowed is the really shitty fluorescent bulb of your desk lamp <laughs> that lights up this like three thousand foot square foot facility. <laughs> yeah, and in the middle of the facility is literally a tube full of bats. <laughs> That are like literally flying around and squeaking and squawking. <laughs> yes. And he's literally taking bats out to like take their DNA to help create. They're vampire bats, by the way. Well, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it, that. that's not even the thing either. So like in like folklore around vampires, right? Vampire bats. It's not like everyday real life vampire bats bite you and you become a vampire. It's like vampires turn into a special type of bat. Mm-hmm. Not just like the vampire bat you see every day that you can go to the zoo and look at, right? Mm-hmm. A person turns into a bat and carries vampirism. That is not like, it's not the same thing. It's right. not the same thing. It's it's like, that would be like if a wolf bit you, you wouldn't become a werewolf. Right. Right? <laughs> they're, they're different things. But this movie does not acknowledge that at all. Right. And like vampire bats that exist in real life, which is what these are, don't have superpowers. What? <laughs> so like, yes, like he does mention that like they're, there's like something about their saliva or something like that that helps them suck blood or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, however, you know, because they do actually consume blood and whatever. There's something genetically about them that their body helps them do that. And so his idea is like, oh, that's what we're extracting from this and helping humans gain that capability. Right. So that we can help this blood-borne illness that he right. has. Like, it's it's a blood-related illness that he has. So, like, that's what's going to help with it somehow. They don't explain how. Even if you're going to say <laughs> that that ability, that genetic ability of real-life vampire bats could help you deal with that illness, why does he gain the ability to trans... Like, he can, like, teleport. Right. He can fly. What about this would give him those capabilities? Because it's not... He didn't capture... A magic vampire bat. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of. It's not an alien vampire bat. It's not a super vampire bat. It is a just a bunch of vampire bats that were in a cave in like mm-hmm. Cambodia or somewhere. Mm-hmm. He brought them back, put them in a tube, extracted their DNA. He makes artificial blood too, which is another thing. I guess artificial blood was his first endeavor. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like that's what he's like really rich and famous for. So he invented artificial blood. Mm-hmm. But I think artificial blood is was pre- the vampire bat thing. It was. That was his first attempt to like help this condition by having fake blood that you can transfuse yourself with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then his ability to like to actually solve his illness was vampire bat DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But like 
why it would transform you into looking like a, a vampire sometimes, like a like a vampire bat, like because he gets like a weird bat looking face. Why it would do that to you, I don't know. How you could literally just teleport as if you're Nightcrawler from X Men, like all like across a room. How that could happen, I don't know. Why it would give you like super human strength and healing and all that, I don't know. That is not something bats have. Like they don't have a miraculous ability to cure themselves of all illnesses. Right. And yet here he is, like literally he's completely cured. Like his atrophied limbs are now perfect and muscular. Like instead of, you know, he can barely walk when you, when you find him. I don't that, that whole thing is just so stupid. They don't do a good job setting up why we should care about them solving this illness. Because the right. only people we're introduced <laughs> to that have this illness both suck. <laughs> Michael Morbius sucks. He's, he's not a good character. Like we don't like him. Right. He's like, yeah, he's like doing good things sometimes. He also kills a lot of people <laughs> like by accident or on purpose. And he's like in an orphanage at the beginning with another kid that has this illness. And yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's talk about that real quick. Uh-huh. So basically, I mean, like the flashback is really just to set up that he has another sick friend that he calls Milo. Yeah. Is that or the Milo. Kid? Milo. Milo. Is that the kid's name? No. Do they really explain in sufficient detail why Michael Morbius now wants to call this new kid uh, Milo? Not really. I think it's Milo, right? I can't remember how they say it. I don't know. Anyway. But no, there isn't. Yeah, I mean, they never explain that. It's just like, he's just like, that was the first guy that was here. Like, and and so you're implying that, like, these children are dying from this disease. Right. The... The kid does ask him, like, it basically say, like, that's not my name. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, that was the last person's name. So, oh, well. But then you find out that, like, years later, like, 30 years later, he's still calling him that name. Exactly. And let's talk about it. So, one of the things that they set up with this is so they're, like, at a, like, children's home for, like, people who are, like, children who are sick. And it's, like, kind of just set up almost like a like a boarding school hospitals like living situation. Right. It seems like they're in like maybe London or something like that. And so it sets up and like, you know, Michael has now named his new friend and like they're sitting there and then you just like hear children who I guess like there's like a school across the street and there's like children who are just like sitting outside the window going freaks, freaks, which like I can't imagine people rolled up to St. Jude and just like yelling like freaks to the cancer patients. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> as if a middle school let out and they're like, what should we go do? And they're like, oh, you know, that home for all the sick kids. <laughs> We're just going to stand outside and yell at them. Right. But then it's not even bullies from school. Right. It's not like they went to school and they got picked on. Right. It's that they've never met these people right. and they decided that they're going to go. A whole group of them. Right. Well, well, so then cut to a few scenes later. And then I really understand why you would go and stand out there and call them freaks because they're fucking freaks. Like, I hate <laughs> stand these two people more than anything. So we have Milo Milo, whatever the fuck his name is, in there. And then he's like, what would you do? Wait, <laughs> stop. Is that your Alfred? You can't make me laugh. I wrote it down because I was so annoyed by it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay. So he's like, What would you do if you were normal for an hour? 
just an hour. <laughs> and Morbius is like, I don't want to think about it. Meh. <laughs> and the other kid is like, I would just run. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, freak. <laughs> like, go away. Uh, yeah, it is. It's really bad. And you're never brought into like liking those people or caring about them or seeing anything about their lives. No. They're, they're both orphans, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I guess they were never like adopted. Or I, don't, I, I can't no, tell. They're not, because... no, they're not orphans. Like their family had enough money to go pay for them. Oh, to live so they just lived yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like in an orphanage. No, of that's sorts. like kind of like the feel of it. But it's very clear that they're wealthy mm-hmm. enough to like their parents sent them away for treatment. Right. Okay, I guess I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Okay. It's just also the way they were acting. You would think that like they were children in 1940. That's true. And like, but like this movies in present day, like it wasn't like set in the past. Well, so uh, I don't know how old they think Morbius is in this. I'm gonna say he's in his like 40s or something like that. Well, so I it would have been like say the 70s or 80s that that was taking place. Right, but the 70s or 80s are not the 40s. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because like, it kind of looked like, like Willy Wonka or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> though, I guess that was like the 60s or 70s. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No one was like set, though. Willy Wonka uh, wasn't set in What year was it set in? In the snow. Around the 1920s. Oh, 1920s is when it's set? Yeah, it, was, it came out in the 60s, but it's set in the 20s. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I just found that. It was... Written in 1964, made the movie in 1971. But I guess if it was 1920s. Okay, so yeah, so it does look very much like that. <laughs> right. um, I don't even think they're from England either. And that's the other problem. Because Michael Morbius, <laughs> none, none of the other, like the rest of the movie is yeah, in, you're right. isn't it in New York City or something? Or Yeah. Uh, it's one of the American cities. I can't, I can't like remember. Chicago or something like that. Yeah, it's one of the big ones. But they never go back. I, I'm pr- almost... Almost entirely certain that they're in the UK in that first scene. Yeah, just for because sure. of everything. Yeah, for uh, sure. like how it looks and the way the kids are talking and everything. For but, sure, but, or it could be 1920s New York, <laughs> but it can't be both. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but and I can't remember if the kids have accents. Now that I think about it, it I thought they did. Which Morbius is why I thought didn't. we thought it was no Morbius doesn't. Well, definitely, like the doctor dad figure has an accent. Right, that too. Yeah. So maybe more could have just been an English doctor, I guess, in an American hospital. But it, no, it, it definitely look, looked. Yeah, I think it looked industrial, yeah. old timey England, not yeah. like anything modern. Right. So I don't know. So fast forward either thirty years or a hundred years, depending on when did the beginning take place. And spoiler alert: they were not cured at that expensive hospital. They still have their thing. Right. And I personally would like to file an ADA complaint <laughs> against their acting of how to walk with like some type of disability. Yeah. It looks bad. They essentially just have like the crutches on both front hands and yeah. their legs are folded in and they're like kind of carrying themselves with their arms. Yeah. But it looks a lot like South Park, honestly. Stop. The, the character. <laughs> I know exactly uh, what you're Jimmy. talking about. It looks a lot like that, especially when Morbius is doing but especially what's even worse is that he, you know, he gains his ability to walk again and to like, he can still walk even with his disability, but like he, it's clear that he can like barely walk, right? He's mostly right. carrying himself with his arms on his crutches and whatever. Mm-hmm. When he 
takes this bat DNA stuff and turns into, I don't know, he's just Morbius still. He's, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, when that happens, it kind of like cures all of his illnesses. He gets like muscular and in shape and now he can do like acrobatics and stuff like that. <laughs> However, it wears off over time. <laughs> I guess, especially if you can't feed on yeah. blood. And right. so he uses artificial blood, surprise, surprise, as a way to like keep himself over, but that doesn't work very long. So you have to have like real blood to actually get all those benefits. So when it's starting to wear off, he starts to like lose his ability to walk again. And that the scene where that happens looks really bad because yeah. he's just like walking around like normal and then is like, oh, oh like as his legs right. like fold in <laughs> and he's <laughs> I don't know. The, it, the whole thing is just so, so over the top. Again, don't know why he even got muscular from taking that DNA, but I don't know. Anyways, Matt Smith, who plays the adult version of Milo Milo. Mm-hmm. So Matt Smith, I definitely know him from The Crown, where he plays uh, Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. Other people will probably know him because he was Doctor Who for a little bit. Right. So he has a very distinct face. Uh-huh. Like, it looks like you, you literally carved it out of stone, but, like, not, like with kind of, like, a dull blade. Like, not, <laughs> not one that you could, like, chisel, you know? <laughs> Just, like, you had to, like, scrape off the edges a little bit and hope for the best and say, oh, that works. <laughs> but he looks like that way, like, all the time. But in this movie... I don't know. Like, they did him dirty. Like, they made him one of the ugliest people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I couldn't tell if, as part of making him look sick, they, like, kind of shaded his eyes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And if that's what they did, the resulting effect is that it looked like his eyes were, like, six inches deeper into his head than his, Mm -hmm. like, eyebrows. Right. Like, he looked like kind of like a a skull, like a skeleton of a man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, everything looked hollow and cavernous on his face. Right. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, do you ever, like, have times, like, you're coloring or, like, you're doodling, and it kind of looks, like, aesthetically pleasing at first, but, like, you're, like, just sitting there, and just because, like, you're bored and whatever, you just, like, keep kind of adding to it, and uh-huh. then by the end, it just looks like a jumbled mess, and, like, it doesn't look nearly <laughs> as good as it did, like, when you started. Yeah. That's what I think this entire movie was with whoever was doing, like editing of like everything <laughs> whether you be in cgi or sound editing or doing the scenes or you know like i just it's so like with like matt smith's face <laughs> it's like i could just imagine like it could be one or two things it could be like the person who's like doing just like some like of like the visual effects and stuff it's like oh i'll just color correct that real quick mm-hmm and then, like, he's, like, eating a slice of pizza. And he's, like, I wonder what I would do if, like, I went one shade darker. And then, like, he just starts, like, fiddling with it. And it gets to that fucked up spot. But he's, like, mm, I'm done. I don't want to redo it. Well, and that's the thing. Because Matt Smith doesn't look that bad in real life. Because right. I was, like, does he always look like this? Because right. it was almost surprisingly bad. And when I looked him up, I couldn't find any picture where he actually looked that bad. He has distinguishing features and, like, he does kind of have that, like, stony sculpture look. With a dull knife, right? But he doesn't look like he does in this movie. Yeah. Like, he looks especially horrible. 
Jared Leto looks exactly like Jared Leto. Jared Leto play, looks exactly like this in every role he plays. He looked exactly like this uh, when he was in Blade Runner. I don't know that he actually looks better right now. Like, I was kind of, like, infatuated with his face. Like, yeah, they could have, like, done some, like, post-edit, like, airbrushing and stuff. But, like, I don't know. It then, like, made me, like, go look at all the recent pictures from him this year. Whether it be, like, stuff that he's posted or her, him being on red carpets. Mm-hmm. And, like... Whatever he is doing to his skin, whether it be surgical or facials or whatever, it good. I think part of what he's doing to his skin uh, is not him doing anything. I think it's genetics because we looked it up and this man is also 50. Yeah. 50 years old. He looks younger than me. Yeah. When we looked, when we were sitting there, we're like, how old do you think Jared Leto is? Like, I don't know, 35, 36. And then... I was looking through uh, his IMDb page and we saw that he was in some like really old movies and he was playing like teenagers in movies right. that came out a while ago. Uh, and so when we were looking this up, we we're like, well, wait, that can't be, like how? Like, was he a child in this movie? Like, is that how right. this, this worked? And then we looked it up and he's 50 years old. He's 50. Yeah. Like he, he yeah. I, don't, I don't understand it, but I mean, he looked, he's looked like this for a long time. But I'm just saying, like, he's getting better and better looking as he's getting older. And, like, his skin is looking younger and younger. That's money and money. Right, but, like... <laughs> he has more money now than he did then. Right, but, like, like, but how much money is he spending on it? Oh, I don't know. Because I need to know. But, like, think about it like this. Like, is it attainable for me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think about it like this. Elon Musk used to have, like, complete widow's peaks and, like, no hair on top. Yeah. That man now has, like, a regular hairline. Yeah. And he's 20 years older than when that was the case. Yeah. So how? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, like, something happened. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, whatever he's doing, it's worth it. Like, I don't know if he's spending thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. But whatever he's doing, like, I would like to know. Well, we know what he's doing. He's using bat blood. Oh, right. I mean, he might be a vampire. <laughs> he could very well be drinking blood, bat blood. Yeah. Maybe the opening scene is actually just home footage from when Jared Leto went to the cave and got the bat blood. <laughs> and he was like, that was my inspiration for this movie. Can we work that in real right. quick? And they're like, but it won't tie into the movie. And he's like, yeah, but like, it's uh-huh. just like, it's like symbolic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, back to Matt Smith, though, and his really weird sculpted face. Uh-huh. One of the best worst things of this movie that I loved and hated, kind of spoiler, I don't, I mean, I think they make it clear in the trailer that Milo Milo becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so anyways, so Milo Milo just can't stand that Morbius is morbid all over the place, and so he goes and steals some bat blood for himself. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess it's, he injects himself with DNA, and then... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and surprise, surprise, he he's using his powers for bad. Well, to like get back out of all the people who made fun of him. Yeah, and it wasn't even that necessarily. It's just that in general, when you use the serum or whatever you call this thing, it makes you need to drink human blood. So the difference is that Morbius, when he realizes he can't keep doing this without killing people to drink their blood, because artificial blood gets less and less effective over time. He's like, oh, I need to stop using this because mm-hmm. it's going to kill people. I don't want to kill people. Mm-hmm. When Milo does it, he's like, 
yeah, of course I'm fine killing people. Like, yeah. like, yeah, if that's what I need to have a perfect body where I'm like, can do gymnastics and fly, like then, you know, whatever. Right. But here's the thing that he can do is there's this scene and I think it's become like a meme at this point, but of him, like just so happy that he has movement that he does this little weird dance. He starts dancing a lot, actually. He dances like almost every time he does something evil. But it's like that specific thing that he's doing, like in his apartment. Yeah. It was terrifying, entertaining, glorious, all in one. Well, and that this brings up something that I was thinking about as well, because you're mentioning how he becomes evil, and maybe that's a spoiler. I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler. I don't know if he was in the trailer showing him as a bad person. He was. It, what the trailer did not show is him being his friend. Okay. Well, then it's probably not that big of a surprise. Yeah. But either which way, I think also that's why they actually call him Milo. Because his real name is Lucian. Oh, fuck. I forgot that. Which is that. very much like Lucifer or, you know, it's like that's an evil sounding name. Or Lucius Malfoy. Right. Which is also based on, it's the same general, yeah. like playing off of the same thing. I think that's why they actually called him Milo without explanation. It's just so they didn't have to keep calling him Lucian. <laughs> right. Because you would be like, they wanted you, I guess, to forget that maybe he's the villain. And then like think, oh, it's like, oh. What? That's Michael Morbius' best friend. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. What else do you have to say about this movie? I don't have anything else to say about that movie. Um, the only last thing I wanted to say about it was, much like you are saying with the poor drawing that you keep adding on to until it's irreparable and then you just have to deal with it right. and you can't fix it anymore. What I got out of this movie is that it's feasible. They had like hundreds of hours of footage. And they didn't know what to do with it. And they're just like taking things piecemeal and putting them together. Because mm-hmm. the the feeling I got from this movie as a whole was that it didn't really have a storyline. There's no narrative, really. Mm-hmm. And every scene only kind of goes together. Yeah. And certain scenes have no connection to each other. Yeah, you're right. And like we finished this movie and we're like, what did this do? Like, it wasn't a story. Like, it wasn't anything. Yeah, it's just a setup of, like, Michael Morbius. It's kind of like those old-timey comic book origin stories more than a modern comic book movie where you have the origin just at the very beginning and then have a regular story after. Right. This is much more like the classic bad 90s comic book. Let's spend a whole movie on how you became Morbius. Right. Right. But, like... Even so, you don't know anything about his past, his family, his friends, other than one friend. Nothing. Like, nothing about him that you would like. Nothing about him that you would admire. Like, none of it. They don't do any setup to make you care about Morbius. Right. But to me, I just feel like this movie had too long and they were just... They didn't know what to put together and so they just put together everything. Right. And then they're just like, well... We had two years to do this, <laughs> and, and we're done. I don't know. Should you see it? Probably not, honestly. But if you want a, a Morbin time, yeah, make it a drinking movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for drinkability, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I would give it a 9 out of 10 just because it was so funny. I, I mean, like, we, I mean, we're talking about how horrible this movie is and whatever. I had fun. Like, oh, yeah, this it was, was just, fun. It was a good, bad movie. Yeah, it was a, worth the $2 you paid. Yeah. 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 It's a poorly yeah. made movie that you can't follow <laughs> and you like you won't like. Right. I said yeah like 80 times. 
For just like rating the movie in general, I gave it a 25%. 25. That's really high. I kind of feel like it does too. Yeah, I was going to give it like a 10. I think maybe it's just because I was enjoying myself. No, I was going to give it a 10 because this was just, it was bad. It was like almost hard to enjoy sometimes, but it was like unintentionally hilarious enough for me to get over some things. Right. There are other scenes like where he's on the cargo ship and stuff like that, that like, oh my gosh, it is, it's like such a bad, like when, like. They don't even set up them going on the cargo ship. Yeah, it's just like they're just on the cargo ship. Right. And like, that's the type of thing that used to happen in 90s comic book movies. Right. Where they don't explain enough about Surely like how to get there. it's stuff that had to get cut out in like post-production, right? Like, But how? I don't know. There's so much still in this movie. It's not that short of a movie. Right. But it's like the editor was trimming so much stuff to the point they trimmed out entire <laughs> story points. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's kind of like the Snyder Cut. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like the Snyder Cut made so much more narrative sense right. than Justice League did. Right. And I mean, but at that, he cut out like two hours of stuff. Like, Ugh. you know, the Snyder Cut was too long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't make that a movie. But also, like, do you need five hours to tell a coherent narrative? Like, couldn't you The answer you have... is you don't. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with this. Right. I don't think this being a three hour long movie would have made this make more sense. Right. Uh, what I do think, though, is that everybody should go online and, and ask who directed this. Oh, his name is like Daniel something. He's done absolutely nothing. Daniel Espinosa, that's who it was. Espinosa? Yeah. Everybody should go online and ask for the Espinosa cut. We should trick <laughs> Sony one more time, just one more time, <laughs> into releasing a four hour long version of Morbius. Jesus. Okay. Well, see, okay. There, I'm defending my choice that I write down my rating as soon as we finish because then I've feel like it can't be tainted by our discussion. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I was feeling 25% right as soon as we turned off the movie. Oh, that's weird. For me, I don't know. I wouldn't watch this again. I wouldn't watch it again either, but I would recommend it to see it once and and enjoy it for what it's worth. Yep. Uh, Well, that is the end of our special episode of of Morbius. Morbin time is over. (laughs) Uh, Going forward, uh, we have two more picks coming uh, that were recommended to us. Yep. So our buddy Philip, who he does a lot of our listener picks, he is uh, he has chosen Nightcrawler as his good movie, which I'll tell a story about why he had to choose it as his good movie when we come back for our next episode. Um, and his bad movie, he really struggled with, but he chose Escape from New York which is a movie that was filmed in the 80s yep. that was supposed to take place in the future. Yep. By how much in the future? 16 years in the future. <laughs> so it's going to still be the 90s uh, in this movie. Um, and yeah, so none of us has ever seen it. We don't know really what it's about at all. Um, I have a gist of what... I know generally what it's about because I've seen other things about it and there are some video games that kind of like do a knockoff of it interesting yeah but i don't i haven't personally watched it i don't think if i did it would have been on like spike tv or like one of those types of things you know (laughs) um but yeah so and his connection between those is that they primarily take place at night yep so that's a interesting connection he always has really creative connections yeah uh well we'll see how that pairing goes i know that nightcrawler is great so it's been a while since we watched it, and I'll be looking forward to watch it again. Yeah, same. Okay, well, I had a morbid time with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you were normal for just an hour?
just an hour. Probably not watch more videos. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye.